What's up, guys? Tyler here, back for another episode of the Snapped Podcast. This show, I'm going to try and bring you guys all the stuff that's going on in my head about health, fitness, diet, exercise. That's kind of my background. I also love comedy. I love current events. I love sports. It's going to vary. We're going to bring on people sometimes, occasionally, that are going to help provide some content for the show, spark conversation, and hopefully every time you listen to this podcast, you can take away one thing that made your day just a little bit better. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get it. Here we are. We're back. Episode whatever of Snapped Podcast. My personal audio journal. Uh, hopefully this one's interesting to some of you. Those who are interested in uh, my experiences, my, uh, I guess that's the only reason you're here. I ran a marathon. I ran a marathon, Walked walked part of it. Don't feel great about that. We're going to talk about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ran a marathon. The Des Moines IMT Marathon, uh, which technically I did not uh, sign up for. Buddy signed up for it. Um, Justin, who I've mentioned before, Buddy signed up for it, decided, yeah, I'll run it with you. Was already running the Damned DSM that got pushed back to the first weekend of September. And so <clears throat> I was in shape uh, in early September, and this was another six weeks, uh, kind of fit, fit all right with training, uh, lead up to the 26.2. So I was like, yeah, I'll run it with you. Ended up uh, that he <clears throat> um, is about to have a kid, and so he's prepping for that and running. Uh, you know, he's dealing with an injury at one point. So I ended up running this one by myself, virtual event by myself, first marathon. And uh, it was quite the experience. 26.2 miles is a long, long way. It's a long way. Um, I tend to think, not think, I tend to not, Jesus. I, I don't tend to think that I'm Superman, but uh, mentally, I feel better than most people as far as mental toughness. I think that I'm more mentally tough than people. I think that I'm more well-rounded as an athlete, all this stuff when it comes to like performance. Um, I have a very high sense of uh, self when it comes to that stuff, always have. Part of me doing some of the stuff that I do physically is challenging that. Like, all right, how, how good are you? How tough are you? Marathon is definitely something that uh, that tested that. I am, if anything, not a runner. I am not a runner. Uh, I ran the half marathon, the <clears throat> technically a 20K, but the half marathon I ran in an hour and 55 minutes. So nothing spectacular. With that time, I was really hoping to go sub four hours. Uh, 
for the marathon that I ran this past weekend. It is Monday when I'm recording this. Saturday is when I ran. And there were some hiccups along the way, both in the middle of the race and in the training. And we'll get to that in a second. I feel like I should have done a couple more of these podcasts during the training. I am going to release my training schedule that I went through and, and post that so that people who run or people who might be interested in getting into running or maybe they're a runner and they are going to do their first marathon or something, they can they can look at my training. I wouldn't call it a, a good training schedule. It was probably too accelerated. And it was probably not enough. But again, it goes back to me thinking very highly of myself when it comes to physical ability. So we'll get to that. Um, but here we are. Now, now that I did my, my marathon, I, I finished my marathon in about uh, four hours, nine minutes, and 11 seconds. Four hours, nine minutes, and 11 seconds. I did not complete... <laughs> it in my goal time of under four hours. And I had a feeling that that was going to be the case because, uh, you know, and I still pushed mentally what I thought it was as hard as I could go. I feel very soft because I walked part of it. Um, And that hurts me. That hurts. That hurts my pride. And I was honestly pissed. Once I had to stop and walk, I was pissed for the rest of the race. And that did not. That did not help the mindset of finishing it. Um, and it probably hurt me enjoying just the feat of accomplishing running a marathon. Nonetheless, I'm going to take you guys through kind of mile by mile, and it's not going to be some hour-long podcast. I'm going to spend like a couple seconds on each mile and kind of the phases of the race, how I was feeling, what was going through my head, um, just because I think that's fun to hear. I would love to hear thoughts from somebody else. I'm, I'm nerdy like that. I would love to hear the thoughts from somebody else about um, taking, taking them through an entire 26-mile, four-hour race and what the thoughts were like and stuff like that. So I'm going to go through it. Uh, I have the, I have the, uh, the map pulled up on my computer. Um, and I have a good memory. So I kind of remember different points and stuff. Uh, and I'm going to give you my pace at certain places as well. Again, the goal was sub four hours, meaning uh, when you pace that out, that is a nine minute, nine second mile per pace. Uh, nine minutes and nine seconds per mile pace. So 9.09 is what I had to run, and I ended up running about a 9.31 pace or so. Um, I ran an 8.49 or 8.51 pace for the half marathon, uh, which is, you know, I was, I was hoping I could run a nine-minute pace. Um, and I did that for, for a while. Uh, then we ran into some issues. So for those that are familiar or not familiar, I'll take you through it. The Des Moines Marathon starts uh, down in downtown Des Moines on Court Ave, facing the river that runs north-south through Des Moines. And you start the route uh, running east across the river over towards kind of the outskirts of the downtown area. And... 
you quickly make a right turn south and then another right turn uh, back west on Martin Luther King MLK Parkway, um, which takes you, a, you've now, you now ran across the river, turn right, turn right, and now come back across the river. So you've crossed the river twice in your first uh, mile of running, basically. And you run by, um, you run by Principal Park, which is really pretty, uh, really beautiful area. And now as you're running back into the city, you're looking up at the buildings and it's actually really cool. Uh, it was about 55 degrees when I started at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. And um, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to run with a shirt on to start. And it was warm enough that I was able to take off in just uh, the shorts and the, the race belt that I had on with my water and stuff. Um, so I felt good. I felt good. Uh, leading into this race, I had, and we're, so, so we started off good, not great in the race, right? And the reason, because we didn't feel great, was because uh, three weeks before the marathon, about three weeks, three and a half weeks ago now, um, I, in the middle of the week, uh, I, I suffered some, a setback, uh, and, and my Achilles, my right Achilles, um, was feeling weird during a workout. Um, I was literally just jogging. I wasn't even doing a running workout or anything. I was doing a very, very slow intensity jog warm up, and, uh, felt my Achilles pull a little bit. So I had to pull back and that didn't recover for three or four days fully. The Achilles are very, I'm very touchy about those. I'm worried about those. And so I gave it its rest. Uh, I missed uh, a 20 mile training day. I missed my biggest training day. 20 miles was supposed to be, I guess this was two weeks out. Uh, no, this was three weeks out um, from the race. I missed a 20 mile training day. Not only did I just miss 20 miles, it's very important to get that distance in, but I didn't run at all. I could not run. So I didn't run from Wednesday of a week all the way till like Tuesday of the following week. So I almost took a complete week off running already on an accelerated schedule. Uh, because the, I, I trained just to be just in shape enough to run the half marathon. And then it was six weeks later that we doubled the distance basically. Uh, so the Achilles, so that set me back a week. So I was already training probably in too tight of a window. All right, I ended up getting the 20 miles in two weeks out. And then I ran 10 miles one week out from the race. Um, but my body was, was beat up when I finally did run that 20 miles. It crushed me because I had taken a week off almost. I didn't feel great that compounded into the next week where I, I ran 10, but again, that 10 didn't feel really great. Like it should have, um, I was able to recover to what I would call about 75 or 80% for the marathon. And I knew that going in. So I knew that this was going to be a struggle. So we take off and I can, and now what's, what's weird about this is it was my right Achilles that I hurt during training. Uh, and then funny enough, both of them kind of started to irritate me. It went away. And then in the last week or so, it was, uh, those big Saturday training days. It was my left Achilles 
um, that started bothering me more. So I take off and I can immediately feel the Achilles. I'm on ibuprofen. I had, uh, I had oatmeal. I carb loaded the day before with pasta, um, and some, some, uh, chicken, bacon, honey, mustard wraps. And then I, I ate, uh, a little bit of oatmeal on the, on the morning before I was, I was fully hydrated. Um, and I took off and with me, I had just earbuds, a race belt, which had a pouch for my phone and some energy gummies. And then it also had two pouches on the sides for two little water bottles in the water bottles. I'm drinking Powerade zero with, which is high in electrolytes already. And then I would, I mixed in some sea salt into those. So like basically salty Powerade is what I was drinking. Uh, and then I refueled halfway through. We'll talk about that. So I start the race. This is taking way too long already. I start the race. I can already feel the Achilles. It's bothering me, but it's enough to where once I get going and it's loosened up and you're kind of in the adrenaline of running the race, you're okay. So I can, I can feel it nagging, right? Two out of 10, three out of 10 nag. Uh, we come back across the river. We run through downtown. We run on the South side of Des Moines, hit mile one. As you cross the river, hit mile two as you turn right, which is back north um, on MLK. And you can pull this up at uh, DesMoinesMarathon.com. Uh, you can just search routes, um, and you can look at this as I kind of walk walk through it. But you turn right at two miles in, you turn um, back north into Des Moines. You kind of run through the west side of town, of the downtown, um, and you find Grand Avenue. And Grand Avenue, you take a left on, and you head west out of the city and uh, and towards kind of the neighborhood area of Des Moines on, of the run. Uh, at this moment, when you, when you make your left turn and head west on Grand, you're in the middle of mile three now, you start to go uphill. And I could already feel, you know, the more uphill you're going, the more your Achilles kind of has to push off. You have to use that, flexion, that flex of your foot. Um, I could feel it. And it wasn't great. Mile one, I ran an 822. Um, I'm okay with that because honestly, the adrenaline started the race. It was very flat to start. Uh, you're feeling the best you're going to feel. 822, calmed down and ran an 838. Mile three, as we start to go uphill, I ran an 853. And then mile four, which is still on Grand as you head towards the Greenwood neighborhood, uh, was a 907 which was my slowest mile until things started to break down later in the race. When you get to mile four, you get to the Greenwood neighborhood and miles basically four through eight are spent um, in this neighborhood. It's a really beautiful spot. It's a place that I've been before because uh, you run by right by um, right in front of the school, the Greenwood elementary school, which is the school that my wife teaches at. Um, you're running south, you turn in the backside of that neighborhood, you continue to run around, and you just kind of circle around this neighborhood, which has some really old, big houses, huge houses, really good, cool properties, um, old Des Moines, old money, really cool place to run, but but kind of hilly, you know, 849 for my fifth mile, 850 for my sixth mile, 859 for my seventh mile. 
And then mile eight, as we came out of this neighborhood, I ran a 848. So I'm, I'm pretty consistent. I'm, I'm in the 840s, the 850s, staying right around that nine minute um, frame. And I've already you know banked a few seconds on those first fast miles. So now we come back out to Grand, you run west a little bit more, and you turn north onto Polk Boulevard, uh, which um, takes you up through another neighborhood. Um, the next two miles, basically mile nine, and basically mile nine, you, you run up north through on Polk. You take a right into the Harwood neighborhood, which is just south of the interstate. Um, take a nice little loop around the Harwood neighborhood, uh, another nice neighborhood, pretty area. Um, and you come back out onto Polk Boulevard and you cross over the highway. Now, up to this point, as you cross over the highway, that's nine miles in. I would say the first three miles before we went uphill on Grand, I felt good. The miles through the Greenwood neighborhood, miles kind of four through eight, uh, I knew we're going to suck a little bit because it was hilly. Um, and I was still kind of feeling things out. So I'm feeling like seven, eight out of 10 here. Uh, and now I realize like, okay, we're getting closer to halfway. We make our way across I, I two thirty-five. we get up to Kingman Boulevard, which ends up being the longest straightaway of the entire route. Um, you turn back East on Kingman and it's a full, basically two miles down Kingman Boulevard. Uh, and there was a group of guys running the race as well. I mean, this was, uh, you know, plenty of people signed up for this thing. You had virtually a week to run it. Um, there were some guys that had started a little bit behind me. Uh, I would say like, I think I started at like 7.54, 7.55. I think they started right at eight or just after. And for the last, basically, once I turned on to Kingman, um, for the last two miles, I had seen them far behind me and their pit crew, who was kind of driving ahead and meeting up with them, I would run by and then they'd run by behind me. Um, they started to catch up to me. I was like, ah, shit, I, I'm going to use these guys as fuel. I'm going to try and stay ahead of them. I know that my pace is slowing down a little bit at this point. Uh, you know, I've been in the 850s. You know, mile nine was 837. I think there was a little bit of downhill in, involved in that. Uh, and a little bit of like, oh, shit, I need to run and get it, get up ahead of these guys a little more. Uh, then I ran an 8.56 on mile 10, 8.43 on mile 11. This is going west or east on Kingman Boulevard all the way to 25th Street. Um, and I'm thinking, damn, uh, this is the second part of this is going to hurt. I ran the half marathon. I know how it felt after I finished the half marathon. I ran four days worth that were more than half marathons in training. Uh, if you include the half, then I ran a 15, I ran a 17, I ran a 20. So I've done that half marathon length multiple times. I know how it starts to feel. This is really the max of my training. You know, it's the, I I'm good at this distance, but what's it going to be like after this? And, um, basically the turnaround point on this thing, not quite, but you, 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 uh, when the race isn't held virtually and everything is being put on, the event is on and stuff, mile 12, right at mile 12, as you finish mile 12, you actually finish it on the Drake track. Drake University, the Blue Loop, the Blue Oval. Um, Drake was not open, so I had to kind of run around the stadium and just make do. 
But right around, right before we got there is when those four guys passed me and they were cool as hell. They're like, Hey man, what, what, what are you trying to pace at? You know, my wife, one of them's like, my wife has Gatorade for you. Like up, up ahead, grab one. It's like, are, are you finishing down downtown? Are you, we'll have a beer for you and all this stuff. I was like, geez, guys, these guys are nice. They were doing way better than me at this point. I'm, I'm trying to hang on at this point. Um, before things start to go south, like I'll be fine. I can hold in the suck for a long time, but I'm trying to prolong the suck at this point. Cause we're only at mile 12. There's, we're not even halfway. Uh, I met my wife at mile 12, right outside of Drake stadium. And this is maybe, um, maybe a learning moment. I mean, definitely a learning moment. I stopped to, to go to the bathroom, uh, and and refill my waters um and get a new pack of gummies and i stopped for a good like five minutes and i think i broke my i think i broke my rhythm a little bit too much um because when i started back up again sorry when i started back up again it was just you know exponentially harder felt like i was like oh boy i've really it gave my body time to kind of settle in for like that three to five minute span of me just standing there and like realize how much work I'd done at that point. Like I'd ran 12 miles and it gave my body a moment to say, Oh, that's not really that fun. And I think sometimes that runner's high feeling is when you don't give your body a chance, you just keep going and your body just kind of turns its feelings off. It's like, ah, screw it. We'll think about it later. But I, I let, I slipped up and let my body feel the 12 miles that I had put in and mentally knowing that I had 14 plus to go. That was tough. Mile 11, mile 12, I ran 843, 828. I was feeling good. I was, I was honestly feeling good pace wise. Start back up and I ran an 859 probably due to just like the restart. Um, and again, in that first mile, I, it was like, I started to feel it. You know, now we're going back down 25th street from the Drake area back to Kingman, retracing Kingman back over to Polk Boulevard. You're basically retracing the same route now until you get back to Grand. And on the way back down Kingman, obviously the guys that pass me, they're, they're out of eyesight now. Um, I can't even see them and I'm on a two mile straight away. So uh, a mile and a half straight away. So I'm like, Oh boy, I'm slowing down. I look at my watch mile 13, 859 mile 14. I run a 915. We're now going South on Polk Boulevard again, uh, mile 15. I pick it back up. Cause I realize, and we're going downhill a little bit now at this point in the race, I run in, I run in 849. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm good. Maybe I'm good. I, I caught a little second wind. Mile 16, I ran an 8.40. Again, a little bit of help here because we're on a slight downhill. Um, and I'm feeling all right. Mile 16. Now, this takes you over. You've, you've retraced. You're back down onto Grand Avenue now. And instead of going east towards that Greenwood area, you actually just go straight south down through Greenwood Park, which is on the west side of the Greenwood neighborhood. You go down through Greenwood Park 
you follow basically 45th street down into that park. And then it ends in a, in a dead end parking lot. And at the backside of the parking lot, continuing South is the Bill Riley trail. Um, and you, you run on the Bill Riley trail for the next, uh, one, two, three, four, five for the next five miles. So we're at mile 16, about to start mile 17. You run on the Bill Riley trail for the next five miles and I had driven the route the week before last week I went and drove the route up until this point because at this point it's it's just a trail it's a path the road ends I was able to drive this first 16 miles and kind of see the route because I just memorized the route to run it um but now I'm on the trail and I know that there's a few uh shoot offs on the trail of like oh you could go this way you could go this way um, I have the general path of the trail in my head, but this is kind of where things start to go downhill. By the way, as far as uh, like the, when I ate the gummies and when I was drinking, I was trying to take like a swig of the salty Powerade um, basically once a mile, like once one time per mile. Um, and the gummies I started eating at mile four and then I had two gummies every two miles after that until about mile 22. So gummies at four, six, uh, well, I went four, seven, 10, and then 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22. Two miles every two, two gummies every two miles through that, that area. Uh, so again, mile 16, 840, I just ran downhill, we're feeling all right, but we, we get onto the path and we start mile 17. And I don't, I don't know the path, I've never been on the path. So I kind of hoped that it would just lead me around. But of course, uh, right about uh, at mile 16 and a half, so I've been on this trail for maybe a quarter, half mile now, um, there, was a, there was a split and I couldn't remember, you know, 16 miles in, I'm, I'm breathing hard. Things are starting to hurt a little bit more at this point. Uh, I couldn't remember. And I made a wrong turn for about 100 feet and I was like, I don't think that's right. So I actually had to stop and pause my watch so I stopped again and pulled out my phone to figure out the route. Well, I was, I, my gut feeling was right. I had turned the wrong way. So I had to run, run back the other way and start down this path. All right, mile 17. So now we've stopped and started again. I'm not feeling as great. With the stoppage in there, mile 17 slowed down to 906. Um, I'm running now to mile uh, it turns back south a little bit, the trail does, and I run a 9.03. And then I kind of have to stop again and figure out which way I'm going. Um, and I end up running mile 19 at, uh, at 9.19. And this is where things really start to get interesting. Because right after mile 19... I'm a, I believe I looked at my watch and I was 19.21 miles in. Uh, and we're on the basically the most south part of the whole route. If you have it pulled up uh, right about where the little arrow marker is. Um, identifying which way you're running around that loop. Uh, and we're out, you're out in this way, like wide open area down by Waterworks Park. Like it's this, it's kind of like this wide open, there's nothing out there. It's just some trail. And uh, my right hamstring goes full cramp, 
full cramp. I have not dealt, I did not in training, even through 20 miles, um, nor in my half marathon, I had not dealt with a cramped muscle. And I knew that that was a thing, right? I was prepared for this. I tried to, I, I had as much electrolytes as I could. I was eating the gummies. My nutrition, I felt was pretty solid. I, I had not dealt with a cramped muscle and I knew it was a possibility, but I was hoping that it, it would come on light and kind of just, you know, when you have a cramp in your calf or your foot, it just kind of bites at you for a second. You're like, Oh shit, I'm about to cramp. There was no warning. I went from, and, and I'm hurting at this point. Um, again, I had slowed down to a over nine minute pace and then mile 19. Another, another part of this was it got really windy. I mean, I'm t- when I'm talking, this was wide open. You're just down in this wide open, like field area by the river um, again in waterworks park, part of Des Moines and it, the wind started to hit hard. So I'm like running into a wall of wind. I'm 19 miles in. It's starting to get tough. I'm, I feel okay, but it's starting to get tough. And this hamstring, my right hamstring go cramps and it goes from completely fine to the next step, completely tight. Like someone wound me up and I, and I had to, I could not take another step. It hurt bad. And I had to stop. And at this point, I didn't pause my watch because I wasn't stopping uh, because I didn't know which way I was going. I was stopping because I couldn't run. So at this point, this is my time. Like if I have to slow down, if I have to walk, that adds to my time. And um, I stopped for a second. And the first thing I did was I just pulled my phone out. I tried to take long strides walking or I kept going, but I, I was walking and I was trying to long stride out to kind of stretch it as I would walk. And I called my wife and I was like, Hey, if, uh, if things continue like this and this doesn't really go away, four hours isn't happening. Uh, sub four hours is not going to happen because I can't, I can't stride just so you know, because they were going to be waiting for me at the finish line. So I finally get the, uh, I finally get the cramp out um, after a couple minutes of walking and I, and my, my lap suffers. Uh, I pull in mile 20 at 11 minutes and 17 seconds. So slow mile, it's 11 minute mile, 11, 17. And at this point I'm hurting gut hurts. Even though I got the, the hamstring cramp to go away, I can start to feel both of my calves and the bottom of my feet starting to cramp. I'm just like, son of a bitch, this is going to be one hell of a last six miles. Um, And in my head, I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, well, six miles used to be a long run in itself. Now I've run 20. I'm cramping. I hurt like a bitch and I have 6.2 more. And that was, that was one of the realizations of, wow, this is how this becomes a real mental game. Like this is a real mental battle here. One of the, one of the many. So I'm on this loop over by Waterworks Park. You come back out of the loop, mile 20. Thank God there was some guy like just being a just being a great dude who wasn't running the race, but clearly knew it was going on, knew that this was part of the route. He was driving a bike around with a trailer on the back of it, cooler sitting in the trailer, ice cold water in the back, and he would drive ahead of runners. Um he he would drive he drove up to me and was like, Hey, and by the way, on this loop, because you actually 
you actually, this is like a, oh, it's probably a three mile loop. Uh, the guys who had passed me before passed me as I came onto the loop and they were exiting the loop. And I was like, oh shit, this is, and I, I tried, I put on a brave face for him because I didn't want him to know I was hurting. But right after that, this guy drove up to me. He's like, hey, you need anything? And I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. He's like, you want a water? I'm like, yeah, water would be good. So he drove up like a, like 200 feet, hopped out, grabbed a water and gave it to me as I ran by. And I was like, holy shit. Like I needed that little pick me up bad. And that was kind of at the start of the loop. Drank that water. And now I exit the loop and we're 20 and a half, 21 miles in. You run a mile route up, uh, up through water parks and kind of outer waterworks park and up out of there. And you exit sort of on the, you come out of there just on the, on the West side of Fleur drive, which is if you go to the Des Moines airport, that's Fleur drive. Um, you're right at the intersection of the parking lot of Gray's Lake. Uh, the next part of the route is the two mile loop of Gray's Lake. And as I cross the road, uh, by the way, mile 21 ended up being a 938. So I was able to pick it back up after I got, after I uh, stopped the walk, 938, 948. At this point, I realize on my watch that I'm going to have a decision because at mile 22, I remember specifically, I'm about to cross over to Gray's Lake. I specifically remember the watch saying three hours, 15 minutes on the dot as I cross over. So I have 45 minutes to finish basically four and a half miles. I think this was, this was actually right at four and a half miles left. So I believe I was at mile 21.7. And I'm just about to cross over into Gray's Lake. And I realize, all right, well, easy math. I have to run 10 minute miles to finish this thing in less than four hours. And I thought about Goggins, who I always, you know, who's a big motivation, inspiration for a lot of people. And I think I'm cramping. I'm hurting. My Achilles hurts. Basically, every muscle in my lower, uh, in my lower legs, except for my quads, which are kind of like an important one, are cramping. Um. Can I stick it out right now? Can I run four miles, four and a half miles at a 10 minute pace and finish this thing out in 45 minutes or less and, uh, and finish under four hours. And I make the decision. I'm like, you have a decision to make right here. This is what I was telling myself. You have a decision to make right here. You either go for it or you just baby out and jog the rest of this thing. You just jog, walk it. And I made the decision to go for it. I get about a half mile down the road. I finish mile uh, 22 at 948. So I'm still thinking like I, if, if I can run this pace right here, I'm good. And, uh, right as you hit mile 23, you finish mile 22, you start the Gray's Lake loop. And I, I went for a hundred to 200 meters and my quads were the only muscles that weren't cramping. They cramped both of them, every step right down by your knee, the big part by on the inside of your knee, and my legs aren't small, by the way. So this is a huge cramp. Both quads go. And so now every muscle in my lower body is basically stopped working. 
and every step I take, my legs are fully locked. Like I can't, it, it is hurting bad. Um, and I, I'm like, I, I, I tried my best. I tried to do it for about 40, 400 meters and I, and I wasn't tough enough to do it. I couldn't tough out the cramps. I had to slow to a walk and, uh, even the walking was tough, um, because I had tried to push it. Um, every step I took around Gray's Lake, I decided to walk those two miles around Gray's Lake and every step I took, uh, every single muscle in that leg cramped. So it was the worst two mile walk of my life, even though I was doing less than I had been. Um, and I told myself mentally, if I could, if I could kind of walk this out and by the time I got back around to the, the start of the loop at Gray's Lake, which is right at mile 24, that I could finish out the last two miles, 2.2 miles and, and run the rest of it. I did that. I ended up running mile 23 and 1338, not running, walking, walked a 1338 mile, a 1356 mile. And I'm now headed North out of Gray's Lake, uh, slightly North. And then you turn back East into the city. And, uh, I told myself, I do not care how much I cramp. I do not care how much it hurts. I'm running the last 2.2 miles. And, uh, as I pick back up into a jog, every muscle in my body cramps, not just my lower body. Now, every muscle, uh, including my lat. So, you know, the back muscle that kind of connects your, your shoulder area down to like the middle of your rib cage. If you were to flex it, it kind of looks like a wing that you have underneath your armpit. Those started to cramp. Like as I'm moving my arms back and forth, I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, this is really something. We're really getting tested here. But I told myself I'm not walking. So we busted it out. We ran mile 25 at a 946. Uh, we ran mile, and I went out a little too hard again. And I ran mile uh, 26 at a 1056. And uh, we crawled in the last 0.2 miles at an 11-minute pace. Um, full, just full body cramping at the end. Um, my wife and her, and my in-laws have pictures of me, um, with just pain on my face and I can't move because I, I literally, there's like a chair right next to me, but I can't sit down because I can't bend my knees or legs. Um, and I pulled in at a time of four hours, nine minutes and 11 seconds and finished my first marathon, but it was quite the time. Uh, that's what I get for not training enough. Um, obviously, my nutrition and, and training and, and just overall preparation could be better because that shouldn't happen. But I finished it nonetheless. We're just nine minutes away from finishing under four hours, which I see as pretty good. Uh, I would love to run like a 345 someday without getting like too serious about running marathon distance. And, uh, and it was a good experience. Um, I feel accomplished doing it. Uh, it was fun to take people through the journey of training for it. Um, and it's fun to set yourself down a little bit and do stuff that makes you realize that you aren't invincible. And I think that's what we accomplished with this. Um, this was extremely long uh, for a podcast. And I basically just walked you through a run, which 
I know probably isn't super exciting. So apologize for that. But for those few like couple people out there who want to geek out and go over every mile and, and what I was thinking each at each time, um, hopefully this was somewhat entertaining and, uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this as always. Um, I don't know exactly what's next, but when I figure out where I'm taking my personal fitness and health and and what I want to do next, I will definitely make a podcast about it. It will be out for sure. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, hope you're having a good life. All right. Talk soon.